Welcome back to Koei's Questions, where I question life, current events, and pretty much anything that doesn't make sense to me. And I try not to laugh the entire time. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm so glad y'all are hanging out with us again this week. Jay, are you ready to talk all about DNA testing services like 23andMe and Ancestry DNA and all that good junk? Oh yeah, I have learned a lot because believe it or not, I did research and uh, it's a lot scarier than I thought it was. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think the tides are changing. All right. Well, I hope that y'all brought your tinfoil hats today because I'm going there. <laughs> but wait, why is it called tinfoil when it's aluminum foil? Well, I think it was originally made out of tin, like the metal tin. But now it's made out of Not aluminum. Not number 10, but T-I-N, like you tin something. <laughs> You're yeah. welcome for yeah. me spelling it that way. <laughs> your Mississippi education there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just for you. That was in that was Indiana Public Schools. <laughs> uh, I'll hear more about that one again, I'm sure. But how my public <laughs> school raising to get me. I'm edumacated. Anyways. I hope y'all have your aluminum foil hats. Or maybe a lead hat. I don't know. Maybe maybe you sprung out and got the one they can't put the x-ray through. Oh my goodness. Okay, so last time we did the, you know, Courtney's questions, not Courtney answers. <laughs> and we're going to do this week kind of similar. I was told that that was one of our best episodes so far. So hopefully it's because you're actually speaking into the microphone now. Of course I am. <laughs> and because it's questions, not answers. So, Jay, <clears throat> let's start this topic. All right. So what it is essentially, right, like most of them, you spit the little tube and they take it, they go extract your DNA, like genome out of the saliva and they go, okay, cool. Based on like these hundred markers in your DNA, you have DNA traces from these places. And some of them like 23andMe will even tell you like, I bet you sneeze when you look at bright lights because you have the genetic marker for that. And you're like, oh man, I do. Is that for real or are you just making things up? Is that an actual genetic marker to sneeze? Like if you go outside in the sunshine and you sneeze? Yes. In fact, I can tell you, for if you have the app and it's tied and they come up with a new thing, they'll send you a message on the app to go, hey, we found out that this is a thing, and based on your marker, we think you have it too. Can you confirm it, yes or no? And I'm like, yeah, yeah I do. That's a little creep. Yeah, well, you know, it's one of those things, and we'll get to that, that maybe they know more about you than you think. I guess going right from that and like kind of the, the why we do it is everyone's like, oh, well, I kind of think I'm from Germany or from here, but... Okay, wait, hold on, pause pause i still have another question on that oh what you got so the going outside and and sneezing thing do you happen to know like why people do that like what genetic marker is that is it just like the awesome <laughs> marker or what you know what hang on so when you're talking about when you sneeze at light so like i even got to look at mine and when i look at it there are 14 markers of mine in your in my 23 chromosomes so I I have done it, but I don't sneeze a lot. But yeah, it's actually certain places. And over the 23 chromosomes, it is all over the place. Okay. And I mean, as much as I like talking about you, Jay, I was talking about specifically people that do that. If there's a genetic marker specific for that, not what genetic markers you have. Oh, no, sorry. No, I'm saying the ones of my my markers that are positive, I guess, for lack of a better term. But yeah, no, they have identified specific places, and it looks like there's like 30 of them that anyone could use that will show you where it is that you're going to show up, either 
more likely or less likely to sneeze at bright light? So the answer is no, there's not one specific genetic marker that makes you do that. No, there are many. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. That was a very long way to explain that. Yeah. So in essence, there are a lot of places across your 23 chromosomes that'll tell you whether or not you're more likely to do it, but not one that's yes or no. Okay. And then, you know, you're sitting here reading all about you. Is there anything weird and fun on yours that you just feel like talking about? Oh, God. Weird on mine? Well, your genetics predict there's a 76% chance I'll have little or no back hair and a 24% chance I'll have at least some back hair. Do you have back hair? I do. (laughs) So this thing was wrong. No. Well, it doesn't say that. It says that there's a higher chance that I won't have it. So it's not perfect. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Like a bald spot. 87% chance I'll have a bald spot. 57% chance I don't have dimples. Yeah. This one makes me a little sad. A 68% chance that I won't have hair loss before 40. Well, about that. I think that they were completely wrong with all your percentages. Yeah. That's been gone for a while. Yeah. Since you were like 16. Okay. 17. But yeah, close enough. Hey, but they got this one. So there's a 52% chance of me having blue eyes. We got that one. 78% 78% chance my ring finger is longer than my index finger. Yeah. Wait, what if but is on both hands? What if one hand is but one hand isn't? What? Does that mean I'm an alien? Well, I'd have to remember how it went, but I, I want to say it was something along the lines of like, was it your left hand was more based on your mom's traits and your right was your dad, something like that? Because I know like your fingerprints, I think, are supposed to. Can we please find some sort of geneticist to come? I have questions. I have so many questions. 99% chance I don't have red hair. (laughs) Well, you don't have any hair. No. Got jokes. I mean, there are so many things in here. Yeah, I should have looked at this. Jay over here. Did you get your grandparents arrested too? No, no. I'm wondering how I'd get my grandparents arrested from that, but... uh... Um, do you didn't hear about like the Golden State Killer? Maybe. You know they caught him because somebody did like an ancestry DNA or a 23andMe or something like that in their family. That's how they caught him. So here's my question with that. That kind of gets me is how did the police get a hold of the DNA sample? We'll get into that. Because they say things that are very paradoxical. <laughs> like there's no way for them to do the two things they say in two back-to-back sentences without one contradicting the other. We will never give away your information. I don't feel like, I don't know. There's some weird stuff in your DNA. And how is is it really in their DNA or are they just putting some random shit in there? Because in 2013, the FDA made them pull their saliva kits back from the shelf because they weren't able to back up their marketing claims. What exactly is the testing that they do? As far as which part? Are we talking like the whole thing? Like, so, okay, so you go to 23andMe.com and you're like, here, please take my money and all my prophecy. And I'm just going to send you my DNA and sign away the rights to it. And here you go. And then what exactly is it that they do? So for a lot of it, it's what people care about is the ancestry part of it. No, not what they care about. What do they do? Oh, you're talking like the technical piece of like what they actually do with your yes. DNA. So like from the time you go online and you're like, here, please take my DNA and you buy your kit or whatever and they mail it to you, then what happens? What do they do? So a lot of it is they take your DNA and they run it through and basically, I want to say like sequence, I don't know if that's the, but they'll take it and they go through and they 
look at all these different markers in your DNA. So like, I'm going to call it like, they look at marker 42. You have this as opposed to something else when they break it down and they go, oh, well, if you have that, that's more likely to be this. And they go through and they find more and more every day. So like, I just found out that at one point, like all of England, Scotland, Wales, and Ireland, well, I think Ireland had a different code, but it was like, they couldn't break it down to put you in like an individual town because they didn't have enough of the samples yet. So like they would have one that would trigger to say, okay, you're very likely from somewhere in or around the UK. Okay. But how is it, how is it that they do that? Like, how do they know this? Oh, so they take an aggregate off of all the samples they get, right? So so they started out with no samples whatsoever, and they were just like, yo, I think this is where this person's from? Or how did it, they start it eventually, or like to begin with? Oh, like the block one, I think, comes off of like the how they were already doing genetic research. But essentially, there's like a gene that kind of tells like where you came from, and they can follow like migrations of your group started here, went here, and on and on and on. That's actually not true. No? What do you mean? So to do the ancestry composition report or whatever, they have two different kinds of references to uncover your ancestry or whatever. So they have the regional populations and the country populations, but they got those originally by 45 ancestry composition regional populations that they began with that went from a hierarchy of like European, Central and South Asian, East Asian and Native American, Sub-Saharan, Western Asian and North African, and unassigned. And then they go down into smaller, more specific things in those. So, hmm. <laughs> so I guess the same, they started with what they had and then they're just mining DNA from everybody. I mean... I mean, it just, it, it seems more and more that's good. Well, we have a general idea. Well, I had 100,000 people who bought this to find who the ancestors are. Yeah, we'll tell them in six months when we have enough data to actually do it. Okay. But what I was asking you when I was like, yo, so what is it that they do? I really just wanted a generalized thing like, <laughs> hey, so it's a DNA test that shows people what their ancestry is going to be. And my biggest question with that honestly, is why do you need a DNA test to show your ancestry? Can't you just trace your family tree like people have been doing for however long? Yeah, and I, there have been a lot of people that have actually proved the, these DNA tests, like Ancestry.com and 23andMe, off of their like known family tree to confirm that it's actually like not bullshit. And has it always come up right? No, no. So it does come up bullshit? Well, here's the great thing is, uh, so one of them, someone I actually used to work with and they did it and they found out that their family tree went back to, I think it was Southern Germany, right? It's so like kind of a very isolated place should have a very like somewhere where it's cold. So nobody lives there. Yeah. But a very easy place, a very isolated place. Oh, oh, right. Right. <sighs> Sorry to every Scandinavian country. <laughs> Jerk. No, but anyway, it came back saying it was like Europe and potentially like much more Western Europe and not so much Germany. And the the initial was like, okay, this test is bullshit. Somewhere wires are crossed. Like, I think it was like into the 1600s. Like, no, no one moved. Like, that's back in the days when people lived and died in view of the house they were born in kind of thing. Which a lot of people still do. Yeah, no, I'm not saying they don't. It's just one of those like they knew for a fact that these people lived there and the fact that the DNA said something else was bogus. 
And then wouldn't you know it, more people did the 23 and me, or I think it was actually ancestry.com this one, but more people had done it. So they had more aggregate information and more reliable information and actually found out that the marker they'd originally said was for like France and Spain did in fact put them right back in Southern Germany with like one other little spot in Northern Italy that apparently had a high concentration of whatever this weird marker was. Okay. But how do you know, like my question with that is with the markers, how do you know that that's where they were from before and not just where people with those markers move to now? Oh, now I imagine it's gotta be like anything in the last, like 500 years, I imagine those markers are completely useless. Maybe even 200 years. Because once like the industrial revolution happened and I could move, like I could move from here to LA and then next week move to England and then two weeks later move to Italy and... Why are you moving so much? I'm just making a point that people move all the time and you can move continents in hours as opposed to moving counties in months. Like I think that's why you have to go back so far to finally go, yeah, your ancestry was from here. Well, where were they 200 years ago? They were everywhere. That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. How do you know that just because they lived in England 200 years ago doesn't mean that they were really from Czechoslovakia? Oh, yeah, no. And I think that's why a lot of these tests say, like, we think you're from here 50,000 years ago. So, okay, they think. So you're paying them money to give them your DNA so that they can think something. Well, no one was alive 53,000 years ago. Wouldn't it be easier just to ask your grandma who could have her paperwork from her grandma who has her paperwork from her grandma and you can just trace yourself right on back to however many no, years I think, ago? No, I think anything like less than 500 years, that's probably much more reliable because it's not circumstantial. Well, based on your DNA, we think like, okay, I have an ancestor that once lived in a small town in the Caucasus Mountains 500,000 years ago. Like that doesn't necessarily mean that anyone's lived there since. And isn't DNA really weird? Like you get part of your DNA from your mom, part of your DNA from your dad, but you don't really know which part is which. So if your mom is like, we're going to just do easy fractions right now. If she's, we're going to do colors too, by the way, because that makes my life easier than trying to think of stuff. So if your mom is 50% pink and 50% purple and your dad is 25% blue and 75% purple, and then they give you your DNA. So you get half your DNA from your dad so you get 50 he gives you 50 percent of his purple so you're 50 percent purple there and then your mom gives you her pink so you're 50 percent pink and 50 percent purple but you really could have more purple in there too because your mom had purple you know what i mean like yeah. or you have really the, other, the other colors because your dad has that too does that make sense what i'm asking yeah because i the, the way i understand some of that from like your mom and your dad is like the ones that your mom or dad will give you and i think it's easy to trace if we're talking about males and i only say that because instead of having an xx which i don't know how you would ever tell those apart you have an x and a y like well one of those could only come from your dad right so i think those genes may be easier to be like those are paternal genes but okay so but what about only boys have those though right so for everybody with two x chromosomes how you know which one came from who i think so i think some of the genes are are we need a geneticist because you can't answer these questions for me. So well, I'm not a geneticist, but it's, yeah. I wasn't saying that ugly. I'm just saying you don't know these answers. <laughs> no. So why don't you go ahead and tell us the reasons that people should do it? Since apparently, Jay, you thought it was a good idea to do. Uh, you know, it was a Christmas present and I learned a lot of cool stuff. <clears throat> was one of them that, you know, you signed away the rights to your DNA to a private company. Was that one of the cool things you learned? No, no I definitely think it was not sold that way at all it was very much so like we'll never sell your stuff 
like it's aggregate for genetic research, but we'll never give away your information. And it's like, mm. but yeah, no, I'm really glad you brought that up because that's one of the biggest things that I don't like about it is the fact of if I have an app on my phone that ties my results to me, you know, like sample number 125 is me. Then what happens if sample 125 and my name attached to it ever get leaked to like, I don't know, pharmaceutical company or... Honestly, those are not the people that I would I would be concerned about it getting out to. But why don't you answer the question that I ask you on the reasons that you should do it? Oh, insurance is what I'm really worried about. Insurance. Oh, well, for me, it was it was kind of eye opening for a lot of things because it was weird to think that I had like these ticks that I just developed somehow over time, and then it came back and was like, "Are you more likely to like do this as opposed to this?" And I'm like, "Yeah." It's like, well, your DNA marker for this says that you're more likely to drink caffeine I all night and not have issues sleeping. It was just weird things, and it was also kind of cool to see like my ancestry. Like, I make the joke that it was just like everywhere the Vikings have ever been, but it's it's neat because also as more people do it, they update it, and it's like it started very. Uh, what would I call it? Like kind of broad, it seemed like. I mean, this is three years ago, four years ago when I did this. <clears throat> and it's like, yeah, you're from somewhere around Europe. And then like six months later, yeah, yeah, we think it's these three countries specifically. And the next one's like, yeah, the northern third of this one and like this town on this coast. And it's kind of cool to see that because a lot of it's like, hey, someone in my family was probably Spanish. Okay, but isn't that something that you could have been able to do by tracing your family back anyway? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. So wouldn't, why would you want to sign your DNA? Like, I'm sorry, I wasn't born with much, but my DNA is mine. Like, I just don't want to give anybody the rights to it. No, no. And I, I, I totally get that. I just, it just to me was one of those, like, it was kind of cool to learn that some things were just programmed that way and to still see like the history and all that. Like, oh, well. I don't know, people from Scandinavian countries that are in my DNA are more apt to do this. And what do you know? I have those traits. But, but is that <laughs> honestly a DNA thing or is that just a like characteristic thing? Like you could say, oh, hey, well, all Leos are more likely to be a center of attention. Oh. That doesn't have anything to do with your DNA. But you can say, hey, do you have this DNA marker? Oh, you're a Leo. Cool. You have this DNA marker? Oh, you're a Leo. Cool. So it's your DNA, but that's not really your DNA. Yeah, no, I'm even saying things like, like, I don't know if you have it, but if you, uh, like, put your hand, like, fold your hand and push it hard against the palm and you have that tendon that rises up, I think that was one of the ones that popped up, too. But apparently it's not as common. I have absolutely no idea what you're asking me to do. Here we go. Here's a better one. Like, turn your hand palm up. All right. Everybody then- listening better be doing this with me. I better not be the only one looking stupid. Okay. <laughs> well, I did it, too. Turn my hand palm up. Yep. And then touch your pinky to your thumb. Do you see a tendon rise up in the middle of your forearm? Wait, you didn't tell me I was supposed to be looking there. Oh, well, I'm... <laughs> no, everything stayed where it was supposed to be, all nicely put together. Okay, so I have a tendon that pops up. Why? I don't know. Apparently, it's like some tendon that, I don't know, humans don't really need okay, anymore. Okay, but isn't technically more... everybody with blue eyes related? I mean, <laughs> someone told me that, but apparently at some point we were all related. I don't know. Okay, but I'm just saying, so wouldn't people with blue eyes be more likely to have some weird tendons then? I mean, that's that's definitely possible. The non-blue eye part of the family. <laughs> the non-blue eyes poison the well. Yeah, okay, so I did that. Nothing weird yeah. happened. Mm. So, you, so you don't have 
Yeah. What about like your palms where they have an M on them? Is that a DNA thing? I, I would imagine so. We'd really need a geneticist. We need a geneticist. If uh, you are listening and you are a geneticist or you know a geneticist, please send me a message because I have so many questions for you. No, we totally. So we, we might need more than one episode on that no, one. No, we totally need one because I think that would be great because it's just there's so many weird things that it's like, I don't know, I, I would call it nature versus nurture again. And it's it definitely feels like it's one of those. Okay. Is your DNA do that or is it just you got in the habit of doing that? Back to our point. <laughs> what are reasons for people I, to do DNA besides you think it's kind of cool that you have weird tendencies? I mean, it, it was cool to do that. And I don't know. I think I was more naive before I did it or as I was doing it years ago. And I was like, maybe all this DNA will get together and they'll find markers to help prevent diseases. It's like, that would be cool if they could be like, hey. Okay. So <laughs> on that note. So if you think, oh, that's cool, you can find diseases, whatever, what is there to say that people couldn't research things and be like, oh, people with this weird little genetic marker are more likely to catch this disease, so let's add this, but these people won't, so let's, oh, look, bioweapon. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You just went from, like, you're going to be more likely to get sick to causing a bioweapon. So slow down, Resident Evil. Slow down. <laughs> I told you all at the beginning to put your tinfoil hats on. So, but if you say, okay, look, so all of the people with these genes are more likely to catch this disease. And if we make a disease that can sterilize people that have this disease, but are th these genes, but won't sterilize people with these other genes, you can be like, okay, let's sterilize an entire nation. Okay. Mm hmm. Again, not a geneticist, but I don't think that having the research to like chain a disease like that is necessarily going to be your. Bio I feel like if you're going to make a bioweapon to make people sterile, you just find the gene that makes people sterile from some weirdness, and you just. Well, what if it was like a situation where there was a research lab in somewhere like, oh, I don't know, China, that <laughs> had a virus go out? Uh -huh. uh, go um, on. <laughs> yeah, I think there were like some movies about this. Maybe a mm. virus went out, and you would, and they wanted to like spread it worldwide. But obviously, they don't want to sterilize the whole world, so they just take some of this genetic research where there's this disease that everybody's going to think is like crazy bad but then they're like oh really it's not that bad but um undercover super top secret guess what actually it sterilizes men so what if that was there was a way to make it so it only sterilized certain kinds of men mm hmm so what you're saying is have babies now before they have the ability to do this Absolutely research. not. That is not at all what I said. That is not what I said at all. <laughs> I was just asking if that was a situation mm. where that was something that they could do. I mean, hmm. I don't know if, if we're that good. I, um, I mean, I don't know. We could go down the rabbit hole. I'm just saying. I just don't know if we could, have a, we could make a virus that was smart enough to say, okay, you have genetic marker 432 as an A and not a T. I'm latching on and taking your baby make her away and it's like speaking, i don't know also speaking of baby making um what is up with <laughs> so 23 and me have this thing called design a baby oh uh, yeah tell me about mm. that jay uh build a baby oh it's build a baby not design a baby yeah this came up on the yeah, build a baby patent okay so let's let's go right here so 
Ah, oh, there was a movie that came out years ago. Oh, why am I having so much trouble with it? Because you don't do your research. No. So essentially, in the movie, I almost want to say it was like Battlestar Galactica, but I don't think that's it. But I want to say Jude Law was the main character, and he was natural born, right? So like genetic lottery was just human, and his younger brother was a build a baby. Like the parents chose which genes he would have, which ones he wouldn't, you know. So he like was not able to be ill from all this stuff. He was genetically disposed to be healthy forever, blah, 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 right? That seems a little bit like playing God to me. Oh, yeah, because I don't think that we know enough, like, naturally, right? You get your 40, or I almost said 48 chromosomes. You're 20. 23. Yeah, 23. <laughs> I'm about to be making some super babies. Why do I have 9,000 chromosomes? I lost count. <laughs> that explains but, uh, some things. <laughs> Uh, well, if you're playing the drinking game, hashtag defend Jerry, <laughs> jerk face. So you have these 23 chromosomes, right? And everything lines up the way it, it does naturally because either it works or it doesn't, right? So, you know, the egg gets fertilized, baby's built, nature runs its course. I don't know if we're quite good enough to go, you know what? Instead of putting a T there, I'm going to put a G. Mm, let's change that A to a C. I have a feeling. I don't care how good you are. I just don't feel like people are supposed to be doing stuff like that. No, I don't think we should do it either. And I think that if they start trying to do this, that we're going to find a lot of unintended consequences that may be like super horrific. Like, has anybody ever watched a sci-fi movie? Yeah, it never goes well. So, yeah. um, (laughs) The patent, right? So this is right out of uh, the BBC, right? So everyone knows they're a uh, a little more reliable, I think, than some other sources, right? So the U.S. patent for... A database that uses DNA testing to tell prospective parents which traits their future offspring may inherit has been criticized by experts. Well, I would hope so. Because, again, it's if you two have a baby together, it's going to be this. Well, if you two have a baby together, much higher chance of your super okay, baby. But and I just wonder how many like relationships that's destroying because it's like, oh, well, your baby might have a propensity for this. Might be. But, well, um, your baby also might be purple. I don't know. Like, there's so many different things. I don't think that there's any way somebody can just be like, okay, well, yeah, I can tell you what exactly is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, it, I mean, <laughs> if two people both have blue eyes, I'm pretty sure I can tell you your kid's probably going to have blue eyes. Yeah. And that's one of the things it was supposed to tell you about was height, weight, eye color, and. Well, I need to pay people for that shit. Yeah, and even told you like if they had a, pro- a propensity for a certain disease, which was kind of crazy. Oh, you know how else you can find that out? Family history. Duh. <laughs> just make the baby, and then you're like, oh, that's what the baby. Well, I'm just like. saying. Every time they go to the doctor, mm-hmm. oh, do you have any family history of this or this or this? Okay, so yeah, I have a family history of this. My kid might have a. Uh, my kid's gonna have a family history of that. Hello, duh. <laughs> yeah. So. It got pretty bad pretty quickly because, like, some of the language used in this, like, the patent suggests the database could also be used by fertility clinics to find appropriate donors. They're going to make designer babies. So not quite to the point where they're going to build the DNA out for your baby. But you're literally going to be, I I imagine at some point that's where this is going or where they're going to try to make it go because then they're going to spend, you know, a billion dollars. And it's going to be super expensive and super unethical. But at this point, it sounds like, okay, you're a woman, you go into a fertility clinic. You can't have a baby for whatever reason. They go in their database and say, this is the best donor for you because the genetic makeup will prevent this, 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 and this. No diseases, blue eyes. He's going to be tall and strong. Cool. 
but why would you like i don't know and it definitely goes into i think some of the privacy stuff too but at that one i guess it's more of a but apparently their patent did specifically mention fertility clinics and the company has not yet pursued anything further and it's just supposed to be a fun way for parents to see their baby yeah because the fda told them to stop it well yeah but i just wonder like when they're gonna make laws for this kind of like like i don't know like Again with the lawmaking, Jay. Oh, so you're going to talk about privacy? You think these people are going to regulate themselves? I'm just saying <laughs> that you can do better things with your time than sit there and be like, "Oh, we should make a law about this." Like before it's over, like Jay is going to be like 1984ing us, talking about, "Oh, there's a law against sneezing. How dare you sneeze, Courtney? Twelve days no. in prison." Oh my, no. Okay, you need to calm down. Hashtag defend Jay. First off, in the history of calming down, no one has ever calmed down by being told to calm down. All right. You, deep breath. Just fun fact. I don't need to take a deep breath. I'm calm. I bet you have, a genetic, cool marker. You have a genetic marker for being angry. Um, hello. <laughs> you know my, <laughs> you know both sides of my family and that family history. I don't need DNA to tell me yeah. that there's some very redhead Irish on one side and some fiery Cherokee Indian on the other. But your parents are so much calmer and cooler than you. Um, that's because you saw them for like an hour. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you did not live with them. Well, they had to live with you, so I guess it's fair. First off, they made me and they stopped at perfection, so stop. Oh, they stopped at perfection? Why do you think I don't have a little sibling? Because uh, they couldn't do that twice. Um, because they stopped at perfection. <laughs> you call it what you want. Um, That's what my parents told me. Yeah, well, they, they have to be nice to you. And they both, they both listen to this, so you can just go ahead and text I know, Jay I know. And tell him to shut his face because y'all stopped at perfection. <laughs> Hmm. I don't even know where to go with that. Jay's just upset because Jay has younger siblings. <laughs> uh, they were hoping for a repeat, but there can only be one goat. So mm. uh, no. <laughs> I don't know that I, I would call you a goat. Maybe you smell like goat. But oh, wow, <laughs> wow! You're glad we're not recording together right now. Something at you. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so. Your reasoning to do it was not convincing to me, but let's see if we can talk about the reasoning not to do it. So my number one reason that I think is a little like, yo, let's pay attention. Why was the Pentagon telling people not to do DNA tests? You know, because I'm pretty sure the Pentagon collects DNA on people. Okay, yes, but that is a government-ran agency where you sign things and all kinds of shit and stuff like that. This is... You signing your rights away to a private company. Yeah. So they warned service members not to use the DNA test kits because they can they can be have operational risks and they may not provide reliable or accurate health Mm. health results. But it's yeah. So that's what the Pentagon said. I still go back to the fact that there's also the talk about how it's completely unregulated. Fucking laws. I know. You hate the laws. But again, I don't think any laws have ever existed for this because this stuff didn't exist even 30, well, even 10 years ago. This was like, oh, it's new. 
What a novelty. Okay, but people break laws, Jay. People break them. Just because you have a law doesn't mean all the bad shit is going to stop happening. It's still going to happen. Well, here, here. Well, let me ask. What what do you think we should do about it? Just stop the kits completely? I'm just telling you, I'm not doing Mm. one. That's for dang sure. Mm. Okay, because besides just the freakiness of the fact that... You are signing away rights to your DNA. You don't know what these people are going to do with it, how long they're going to store it, where it's going to go, what they're going to use it for, anything like that. That it puts family members in jail. Like, yeah, grandpa may have done something bad when he was 20, but I don't want to be the reason that he goes to prison. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which, again, goes back to the whole, like, how are the cops getting these tests so quickly? Like, why would the cops know, like, hey, you can put a test in? We want to run that against some crime scene evidence from 50 years ago. Exactly. And speaking of 50 years ago, I don't want to be the person who's out there ruining lives because you find out that all of a sudden, why is your sister's DNA not match yours? Oh, we didn't tell you you were adopted? <sighs> I don't think adopted is the lives that were getting ruined from this. Mm. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Mm. You have a DNA match to the milkman. Yeah, there's stuff like that. And yeah, yeah. maybe families should have said something about it or it shouldn't have been a secret. Yeah, of course. But I don't want to be the one who goes and takes a test and makes, you know, somebody. I don't have siblings, but for people who do, (laughs) I don't want to be the one that makes my sister find out she doesn't have the same parents as me, which I do have a sister. So she doesn't have the same parents as me. (gasps) It works out. What? (sighs) My little sis. But we have we have different moms and dads. Uh, might have to define sister and or a sibling more or less. That's what I'm saying. Like that was a joke, haha, funny because me and my little sis have different parents because we're not biologically related. We're it's a thing anyway. Anyway, um, but for people that think they're biologically related and think that their parents are their parents, that would really suck if you were like, oh, I'm too lazy to look up what grandma's grandma's name was. So you do the test and then you find out like, oh, hey, mom had a side dude and I guess dad's not really yep. my dad. Oh, that would be awful. Yeah, it'd be awful That'd for be so dad bad. finding that out too, you know? Like, mm. I just think that these tests be ruining some lives. Well, I mean, they'll have mom's blood at the crime scene too because... Tossing her in the dumpster. Milkman, too. I mean, but there's also cases where it was like years and years ago and the parents aren't around anymore. I don't know. I just think that there's a lot of stuff that, yeah, that's stuff that people should have talked about. So, yeah, whatever. You can go with the ethics on that one. I guess I'll give you that. But I still just, it's freaky to me. I don't know. And then there are all the different, like you've been saying, the privacy issues. Laws, 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 laws. And... (laughs) You know, for somebody who was, like, this close to going to Yale Law, you think I would be a little less hating on the law, but... No, like, I'm not looking for a big government thing, but... Oh, the hell you're not. No, I really, I really don't like big government. No, what I'm saying, my whole thing is, like, the Facebook stuff, right? Like, we've had laws in place to protect things that have existed for 100 years. The last 10, 20 years, things have changed, and these things didn't exist, so the laws don't exist. So it's like there's nothing that regulates like Facebook and Google the way that it probably could use a little help doing to stop spreading all of your personal information to anyone who will pay for it. The same thing with genetic information because once they get it, like it's not going to change. It's not like your browsing history that changes daily. Once they have your DNA, they own it. Right. <laughs> it's scary. 
Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like with the privacy issues, even if Jay makes seven hundred and fifty-five thousand laws, <laughs> and everybody is supposed to just follow these laws, what happens if you get somebody who hacks and gets the information? Well, again, I would. What happens if there's some sort of thing? I don't care how no, many laws no, you have; law. it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. I'm just saying like, that's another thing too. Is I don't know how well a lot of this is protected. It maybe it needs to fall under like HIPAA laws, where it's got to you know be so well protected and locked up this way, that way, whatever. Okay, but still, like, what happens when it gets hacked? That's an excellent question, and I guess the other the other big thing would be by who? Like, is it? I don't know, some I random mean, place that wants to make creepy viruses in some random country like, oh, I don't know, China, and <laughs> wants to make biological weapons. Well, I imagine if that was the case, though, that you're probably, yeah, you're probably going to have issues because you're probably dealing with not random, I'm a hacker guy and I look cool. Sometimes. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about Steve that hangs out in his mom's basement and hacks into shit because he can see funny stuff. I'm talking about like, like Chinese government hackers. Yeah. No, teams of hackers breaking down firewalls and getting in and stealing. Like, yeah. Stuff, yeah. Like Hackity McHackerton. No, I definitely think that could happen. That's why sometimes I just kind of wish the Obviously. internet would go away. Like all of it would just crash. Okay, slow <laughs> down there, buddy. Where do you think our podcast is hosted? But I'm mm. just saying. I like, know, but there'd be no internet. I could just live on a farm in the middle of nowhere and no one would ever bother me. You can still do that. And pay no taxes. Don't have to worry about anything. If I can't see it, it's not my problem. Like Jake, there are laws. There are laws against that. Wife. Against what? Not paying your taxes. It got Al Capone. <laughs> Al Capone was a criminal. Yeah, but that's what put him in jail was not paying taxes. Yeah. No, I know. Tax evasion. Yeah. That's how they finally got him. But you know how many people were probably trying to find a way to get him for that? My point is, oh, he was gonna be looking as I was saying, there are laws against not paying your taxes. Yes, no, I, I know laws are not the end-all be-all. Yes, no, if you're playing our drinking game, take a drink. Ooh, which which one was that? Which one was that? You just said yes, no. Did I really? <laughs> I thought I said yes, I know. Um, no, you said yes, no. Apparently that's a Midwest thing, too, because I saw it? these things on... Um, Instagram, they're like these videos making fun of the Midwest, uh-huh. and they're always like, yeah, no, yeah, or no, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Let's don't do that. But, it, yeah, I just need to know, like, for privacy and stuff, what happens if it gets hacked? And, like, so those are our more realistic issues. We'll go with that. Now, tinfoil hat time, aluminum foil hat time. We're going to start calling it that. Sweet shiny metal hat time. Laid on me. It could be you. It could be used for like all kinds of crap, right? Like mass surveillance. Yeah. No, I kind of wonder how they would pull this one off. I mean, someone have to be constantly like off a cup, maybe. Like every time you go to some place, your cup gets swabbed, and it's almost like. Jay, what do you mean somebody would have to pull it off? These people are paying them to give them their DNA. Right, but you give it to them once. Yes, you say, here is my DNA that I'm going to give you one time, and this is my address, and this is my name, and this is my birthday, and everything else that you give them, plus here is my DNA. Right, but like... Now, guess what? Their cousin also gives them their DNA. So now, hey, look, hey, here's my cousin, here's his address. Now, you they don't find him at that address? Okay, no big thing. Let me check out his cousin's house. Oh, look, his cousin said he has a cousin that's over here, that same name. Weird, found his house. Okay, do you have an Amazon account? I do. 
and you don't think they have your address and every address you've ever had and yeah cool they do that's fine but they also don't have my dna so okay then i guess I'm, you were talking about mass surveillance how are they surveying you are you just saying they have an address attached to your dna no i'm saying you're saying oh they'd have to be swabbing and i'm saying it doesn't need to be that technical Oh, I'm just asking, like, how they would survey you. Like, I guess, yeah, they'd have a mass database of where you live and your DNA. I don't know what they do with it, though, in the surveillance sense. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Why are they keeping it? If they're not going to do anything with it, why are they going to keep it? I think they keep some of them because it's one of those, well, at least your chain, I guess, because I think once they pull the original DNA, like, genome code, whatever, I think the sample, I don't think your spit stays good forever. Oh, but, no, but they have your stuff marked down. Like, oh, this is their DNA information. Just like when you get out of prison and you have to give your DNA information in case there's ever something, you can just run it through the database and see if, oh, that DNA matches anybody. So now you have this other database. Somebody hacks it. They give it to the police. And there was a crime scene. You run it through there. And now there's your DNA. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say we need a law against that, but you're probably going to yell at me. Right, but I'm that. just saying. So No, it's. No, yeah, because I guess it would definitely allow a lot more DNA samples into the system to where if the police ran the database against it, they would get a hit and be like, okay, now I'm getting a warrant for this. Right, and then at that point, it could even be like, so say I had 19 siblings, like I'm a Duggar or something, and five of my siblings have done it and both of my parents have done it and I go out and do some shady stuff and then they run the DNA and oh bang now we're going to check out all of these people because this could have been any of them even though the other 14 kids did not sign away their rights to their DNA your stupid siblings did (laughs) yeah I don't know because I definitely like I guess moving towards the uh, privacy side of it again is at what point are they able to give out your information and who can pull it and how like is it is it just a standard warrant like i have a warrant anyone with this name i want to i want dna if you have it and it's like oh well they got a warrant yeah i think so did you think it'd be a little harder than that i mean because they'd have to have some idea that you even had a sample in there at the beginning i would think why yeah like someone yeah and then they probably do an actual like warrant subpoena thing to get the other people to do a dna test until they find that it was you yeah, they ran the DNA. Well, it matched a familiar a familial match, and they said, "Okay, here you go." Well, I think it might be this person. All right. So next week, when it's just me on the podcast, it's because Courtney spit in a vial, and they finally got her. The hell I did. So, <laughs> like, I'm not trying to be that conspiracy chick, but I'm just saying, like the the governments of the world have not always known been known for being the best, nicest people doing the most upstanding things so if they're not doing the mass surveillance if they're not trying to track people and i still think creating weapons either genetically targeted diseases or a vaccine for a genetically targeted disease that causes sterilization in certain things anything like that oddly specific you to like weapon you've got there not one that puts everyone to sleep or causes like some kind of like hemorrhaging or diarrhea. No. Oh, because I don't know. There might totally be something like that happening right now. Whoa, whoa. You think COVID is weaponized sterilization? Dun, dun, I'm saying dun. that it's been known to start be sterilizing people. Hmm. Hmm. How many layers is your tinfoil hat? It's not tinfoil. 
Oh, your aluminum foil hat. Excuse me. Are you wearing a full my shiny metal? Are you wearing? Hat? Are you wearing a full lead helmet at this point? Like, um, I have a whole entire like <laughs> fort. I have a shiny metal fort. It's got two layers. <laughs> Acoustic padding so they can't hear your brain waves. <laughs> but if you're not doing things like that, and you know, we'll get to the insurance stuff in a second. But oh. if you're not doing that. What are you looking for? Are you gathering all this stuff because you're looking for something specific? Are you looking for someone or someone's bloodline specifically? Ooh, whose bloodline? Well, I'm just saying, not that I believe in the Illuminati because they're completely not real. Um, And the CIA absolutely does not have documents on them about their 13 family bloodlines. It's totally not real. But there might be that. Oh, so everyone in the world's trying to find... The original Illuminati families? Well, I mean, you can go online and find that through mm. the CIA. The CIA. Mm. But I'm just saying, what if they're looking for people because bloodlines are important to them? What if they're looking for something like that? And I don't think it's everyone in the world. It's whoever started these websites and are creating these databases. Or maybe they're looking for the bloodline of Jesus. Mm. Why? Why would they be looking for that? And Jesus didn't have kids. Mm, some people disagree. Some people even... I think I've I've heard somewhere that he was actually married, that he may have a bloodline that people have been trying to find for a very long time. Okay, well, we're not going to get into relig- religious beliefs because I just know Jesus didn't have babies. He didn't get married. He didn't have babies. I know. There was a movie that, that talked about that. It is it is crazy. And, like, one thing that I, I feel like we, we need to go back to because we keep talking about, like, this kind of over the top. They're searching for the bloodlines and they're concerns about weapons just because it seems a little wackadoo doesn't mean i'm over the top no 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 no. i'm saying one of these days you're gonna regret it all the times that you've been like okay courtney ha ha courtney okay courtney because something's gonna come out to be true and let me tell you what the second that shit hits the news you know your phone's gonna go off and you're gonna be like son of a (laughs) because it's gonna be me being like i told you Oh, God. You are going to regret it because you're going to find out that I'm right because I know things. All y'all don't never listen to me. Don't never? Yeah. It's, listen, I drank sleepy time tea three hours ago. <laughs> okay. But seriously, y'all never listen to me ever. Y'all, ho, oh, okay, Courtney. Ha, ha. All right, Courtney. Guess what? One of these days, my little conspiracy chick theories are going to be true. And you guys are going to be like, uh, oh, dang. Just like when 23andMe first came out, I was like, "That's there's something off about that. Don't do it. I'm telling you, it's something stupid. And now anytime somebody gets arrested because their grandkid did it or something, I get all these people sending me screenshots like, look, Courtney, you were right. No kidding. I was right. I usually am. Now I stepped off my soapbox. Go ahead. Do you need a a ladder to get you down from there? It's pretty tall. No, I know. Okay, someone's going to have to finish your drink. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm not saying that this stuff might happen. I'm just saying when I said over the top, like, I think that's like worst case scenario. I would hope that no one's going to hack the database and then. Right, because everybody is such wonderful Chinese people weapons. and nobody does anything bad ever. I'm not because saying that at all. against it, so they just don't. <laughs> we are so going to fight. <laughs> so, check it out. Man, you went on so much. I am I've like lost my train of thought. C- conspiracies here, a little more realistic, not over the top. 
When they start saying that, oh, you're more genetically, you're genetically predisposed to certain diseases. Now, what is it going to be to make it so that life insurance companies or anything like that finds out about it and just drops you because you might could get that at some point in time? Yeah, or raises your rates. Yeah, no, I mean, it could definitely be damaging for a lot of people. And then when you go back to the same thing again, that'll make it much more mm, tolerable and even favorable to a lot of people to start playing the genetic lottery. and Or I, I mean, like to actually start doing like a Build-A-Baby thing, like, well, I can't afford to have a kid who's going to have a, a predisposition for cancer. So I'm just going to make sure that we go in and splice their genes so that they're cancer proof or whatever. And it's just, I think it's going to get really crazy. I think there's a lot of ethical issues with that. A lot of things that we could really get into on the ethics of that one. But um, one of our fun facts was that federal genetic privacy laws, everything J laws, (laughs) do not apply to life insurance, long-term care insurance, or disability insurance. Those companies can legally access genetic testing data and charge people higher prices or deny coverage completely based on their findings. See, and that's where I feel like it hasn't caught up. That is absolute horseshit. Like, how is it? How is it the insurance company is not allowed to go pull the record of like a surgery I've had, but they can pull your genetic testing data? Oh, oh, marker forty three says you could get cancer ten percent more likely than someone else. And you know, you know how you can prevent that, Jay? Don't give it to him. You don't pay them money to give them your DNA. You're welcome. <laughs> Solving the world's problems one problem at a time. Mm. Co- Coe, 2024. Oh, God. No. No, no, no. <laughs> Coe, 2024. <laughs> you can't turn the White House into a podcast, okay? I wouldn't turn it into a podcast. I would mm. host our podcast from the bowling alley in the basement and... <laughs> It's not like I'm trying to be like Jimmy Carter's son smoking weed with Willie on the roof, although I would. Willie Nelson hit me up, but <laughs> not trying to do that as the president. Mm. But I would. Yeah. <laughs> but you but you would. And mm-hmm. Willie Nelson, you got the hookup at the White House still? Let's go. <laughs> Heck forget that, Willie. I'll be in I'll be over by your ranch when you just let me know when. Oh Lord. Speaking of which, I did do a survey on that, and a shocking number of people said they would not smoke weed with Willie on roof of the White House. And I want to know what's wrong with y'all because. Um, maybe because that's a really good way to get arrested. Why would you get arrested? It's not federally legal. I can't imagine a place that has more cops. It's not federally legal, but guess what? what? It is legal in D.C. Which I still don't understand how. But it is. Okay. Also, Jimmy Carter was a president, and he knows for a fact that his son smoked weed with Willie Nelson on the roof of the White House. So he just, like, de facto pardoned him? <laughs> no, he didn't pardon him. He just didn't narc on his kid. Yeah. <laughs> oh. No, hey, whatever. Yeah. But don't tell me it's illegal, because it's not, because it is legal in D.C. Which is still a part of the United States, yes? It doesn't matter. It's legal there. <laughs> If it is legal there, then you can do it. But if it's federally illegal and it's a territory but it's legal, of the United States. It's legal there, just like it's legal in Colorado, just like it's legal in Alaska, yeah. just like it's legal in Washington. By the state, yeah. No, I'm not arguing with you that they're not doing it. <laughs> That's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. First of all, it's one of my dreams in life to smoke weed with Willie. Fair enough. Kind of a very specific, odd dream, but... 
I'll take it. It's Willie Nelson. There's nothing odd about that. I guarantee you at least half of the people listening right now agree they would smoke weed with Willie because it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that people talk about for years. There are songs written about oh, it. Oh, I know. I'll never smoke weed with Willie again. I'm just wondering if it's more so the company of Willie Nelson or if he has some, like, magical stuff. He Listen, he even made Snoop Dogg be like, yo, I can't. I got to take a break for a second. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. So Willie's got to look up. Oh yeah, no, I, I I know who you're talking about. Which I would also smoke weed with him after I smoked weed with Willie Nelson, or at the same time. But Willie's my number one man. Yeah, I'll say. Yeah. So Snoop Dogg, <laughs> I know you're friends with Willie. Just let's make it happen. Uh, so what else do you just are you just dying to know? Well, I want to know if you can actually find anything out from DNA. Can you actually find out people's genetic history? Honestly, truly. Find it out the way that you think that you are finding it out, or are they looking for something else and giving under the guise of you finding these things out and just telling people things that are, you know, close enough to true that nobody's really going to question it? Now, when you're talking about tra- tracing, you're talking like my ancestors 10,000 years ago were here and then to yeah. the years before that. Well, I'm not even talking about 10,000 years ago. I'm talking about, oh, I'm 22% purple. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I mean, I have that. Right here in my hand. Yeah. Can you actually find it out, though? Are you actually finding out those actual facts that you are that percentage of whatever? Or are they just giving you something close enough to truth that you're not going to ask any questions while they're actually looking for something else or getting their database for some other reason? Oh, I see what you're saying there. No, I don't know. I don't know. Because I don't know. Like when, when I was looking at it, too, the original, well, I think she still is the CEO whose name I just completely forgot. But her husband, well, I think now ex-husband, was the CEO of Google. Okay, so the what you're trying to say is the original founder of 23andMe was married to one of the co-founders of Google. Yeah, and if that's not enough to make you go, what the... Because now you have people who can track you. I also want to know what the 45 populations that they originally used are and why those 45 populations were chosen. Because we were just talking about this, weren't we? Yeah. Anyways, I also want to know why are so many people okay with signing away their rights to their own DNA to a private company? I don't know if that's the intent of just here's carte blanche with my DNA. But that's what you're doing, though. You sign away your rights. But like on the privacy It's in the fine print. Is it? Yes. That's why you should read your terms and conditions, y'all. Let's go straight to the privacy. Here we go. Yeah, so they have it. They use it for, obviously, your tracking and everything and our their DNA testing services, right? So, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize it. So you can actually ha- ask them to store or discard your saliva sample after it's been analyzed. Yeah, your sample, but not the findings from the sample. Well, I suppose without the evidence, you could always be like, mm, nope. They have so, so the one that got me was when they have research, qualified research collaborators which you have to give your explicit consent to, and then service providers as necessary for them to provide services. But they also say they do not share it with insurance companies, employers, public databases. But the one that got me was, we will not provide it to law enforcement or regulatory authorities unless required by law to comply with a valid court order, subpoena, or search warrant for genetic or personal information. So it's like, we won't give it to them. I don't know specifically 
on 23andMe the exact wording where I found on that, but I do know specifically, I have it copied here, that Ancestry DNA, by handing over your data, you grant Ancestry a sub-licensable, worldwide, royalty-free license to host, store, copy, publish, distribute, provide access to, create derivative works of, and otherwise use such user-provided content. So they have a worldwide royalty-free license to use your DNA forever. Yes. You might own that data, but they reserve the right to share it and sell it if they see fit. And for 23andMe, hold on, here it is. Because the 23andMe form is actually 10-page consent form and a 22-page privacy policy, There's, uh, they can share anonymi- anonymized information without consent. And it is possible that a third party has obtained some of your Uh-oh. genetic data and could compare that partial data to published results to figure out your own personal information. So it kind of goes back to the sibling thing. I didn't give my name up, but my brother did. And because of that, they realized we're siblings and, oh, well, you're the only one left. It must be you. Yeah, no. That, or they can publish your data with as anonymous data and then they find partial data somewhere else and then compare it with that and get yours. So that's in 23andMe's thing. They're saying, hey, we have the rights to your DNA. Hmm. So I don't know why you're saying that that's not what it is when that's exactly what it is. No, I have hindsight's 2020. I mean, sure, maybe they're not doing anything nefarious with it. Maybe they're not. You know, we have we have a podcast guest release saying we have the rights to their voice recording while we, you know, make it on there. So we're not going to do anything mean with it. I'm not going to like Franken splice it, saying <laughs> weird stuff. But Where your hats? I'm they're coming. Saying, like, I'm just saying they may not no. be doing anything nefarious, but I just don't feel comfortable with giving you that ability with my stuff. And I just want to know, is there a real reason for 23andMe? Like, what are they making the database for? Because I'm telling you, there's no company out there ever who makes some sort of database like that with the world's general, like, oh, I'm doing this strictly for you. Yeah, right. What do you mean doing it strictly for you? Like the information? They're not, they didn't become a company to make life easier for people to find things out that they could find out through, through history and documentation. They're not doing it for that. They're doing it for their own reasoning. But what is their reasoning? And I want to know, and I don't care what you have to say about this, Jay. I want to know if you could use a database like this to actually create a specific biological weapon. And... Why is it that the Pentagon is warning people not to do it? Like, what are they on to that the Pentagon is like, yo, we need to pull this back? No. Okay. Someone's going to have to finish a drink because I've already agreed with you on this. Hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> and my last question is why can't people just trace their ancestry the old-fashioned way with research? Like, okay, so this is my mom. This was my grandma. This was my grandma's mom. This was my grandma's mom's mom. And go back that way. I think a lot of people are trying to do that. But like, why, was it, is it genealogy.com? I think it actually traces it like through right, actual but, records. But why do you, why can't you just look up the records? Why can't you go and like families used to have Bibles with this information in the front of it? Like, no, yeah, but we like, don't do that anymore. <laughs> but your grandparents did. So why can't you go to your grandparents and be like, I obviously, most people, some people obviously adopted people, things like that. They don't know their parents, but for the general public, 
I could be like, yo, mom, what's your mom's name? Obviously, I know my grandma, but you know what I mean? And like you go back. Well, I think that's part of the problem too now is that now that everyone's digital, while you may have a much bigger digital footprint, I think it's actually in a lot of ways harder to find stuff like that because it's not laid out in here's the place where you find out all of your people and the last place everyone knew where they all lived or everyone lived in the same town. Like like having all of your family live in one town in you know Kentucky. Okay, like, okay. None of my family lives in the same place and I could find this stuff. No, that's what I'm saying, though. But I think there was a time, especially like even 50 years ago, where it was a, a lot more common. Like unless you worked on a ship or something or rails or, you know, a job that explicitly traveled, that it was very common that you would go to college for a few years and then come right back where you were from. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. It should be pretty easy to go back 50 years and find this information. That's what I'm saying. But anyways, that is all the time that we have for today. So thank you so much for hanging out with us while we talked about how I'm right. And Jay agrees with me. My shiny metal hat and all this good DNA stuff that I think I ended up with more questions than answers today, honestly. So if you have answers to my questions that went unanswered or have killer questions of your own, head over to our website and let us know. For some more information about today's episode, check out our extended show notes at coesquestions.com slash DNA. And since you enjoyed hanging out with us so much, don't forget to subscribe, like us on all the things, give us that five-star review. And if you're a geneticist or a genetic researcher or someone in the trade, oh, yeah, send us send us that excellent review first and then send us a message. You know, we have emails on the website. It's all there. Let us know. Let us know what's really going on. Are they making biological weapons? Are we just going to have super babies? Like, w- what's the end game here? And in your review, if you did end up having to finish your drink today because you are playing along with the game, send us a message in the review and then send me a picture of an empty drink and we will send you some Koei's question swag for being the first person to win our drinking game. So we will be back next Tuesday to hang out, question everything, and maybe learn a little something along the way. 